0: It's called If It's Good, It'll Probably Happen to Me. Good. (laughs) If it's good, it will happen. It will happen. Just for me. If it's good, it will happen. It will, it will happen for me, for a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a new creation, my God promised He would if it's good. It will happen just for me. When I see the sun is shining, I know it shines just for me. When I see raindrops falling i know they're falling on my seat miracles happen when i come around angels sing maybe beautiful sounds if it's good it will happen just for to than...
1: hello friends this is james miller and i welcome you to my show i've got an extraordinary conversation lined up for you today a guest whose influence is both wide and deep i first crossed paths with dr mike murdoch 13 years ago as a young entrepreneur struggling in my personal life and his wisdom echoed through a motel room broadcast on a television in fort worth texas at 2 a.m an
0: enemy is an opportunity to prove your difference from others your enemy exposes your judas and confirms the loyalty of true friends
1: and it had an enduring impact on my journey. Just recently, Dr. Murdoch weighed in on a post I made about health, an issue that resonates strongly with all of us, especially given his recent encounter with brain tumors. We're going to explore this and more in a conversation that seeks to delve deeper into the man behind the wisdom, his philosophies, and his life experiences. What happens in your mind will happen in time. I want to stress this isn't an exercise in criticism. We're not here to scrutinize, but to understand and learn from the shared human experience. So I invite you to sit comfortably, set aside your judgments, open your minds and your hearts, and prepare for a discussion that promises to inspire and enlighten. Dr. Mike Murdoch, in the intersection of your vast life experiences, your profound wisdom that I've come across both in my youth and along my path and your spiritual journey, what unspoken truth have you unearthed about the human condition that could maybe alter our, our understanding of what we consider reality?
0: unspoken truth, Jesus left and he said, I'm leaving, but I'm sending another comforter like me. And my experience with the Holy Spirit, brother James, radically, radically
1: affected my life. What age was that?
0: I was, uh, it was 1994 wherever that's the, I'm 77 now, and it was a Wednesday morning. I slept two hours and woke up to uh, someone, that's like in my room, sounds weird, but it was January, uh, July the 13th, 1994. And uh, I would trade, James, I would trade everything I know for what I discovered about the person of the Holy Spirit.
1: Um, you know, you speak of someone standing in, in your room, and it, it's not that it's not that odd. I've I've not had a physical presence like that, but I, I remember out uh, of a low point, crying in my shower, um, and something just snapped me out of it, and it was like a voice spoke through me, you know, a, a stability that I didn't have at the moment but it was my voice it was very strange Um, and I consider that you know a a spiritual moment in my life
0: absolutely absolutely and uh, I had never in my life thought of him as a person I thought of him like a cloud of power and uh, an experience and you know those things there is a Thousand things we don't know about life until we experience them. But I uh, I rushed over, it was quite an experience, rushed over to my prayer room where I kept at my house over in Oregon, and uh, I began to cry and I began to write love songs. James, I've written probably a thousand or more. I stopped counting at 835.
1: You're a very talented uh, musician. I've, I was pulling up some old ones.
0: Say that again?
1: You're a very talented uh, musician and pianist. I was pulling up some oh, old tracks.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I have a, I have a lot of feelings inside me, James. A lot of feelings. And uh, I begin to write love songs to him every day. I write love songs to him. He's a person. He is to us what Jesus Christ was to his disciples. He's a person. He's a person. I don't understand much about God at all, though I read the Bible, read it through over a hundred times, and studied uh, memorizing the New Testament under Jerry Lucas, the famous legendary basketball star. And I studied under him four and a half months memorizing two and a half chapters a day in the Bible. But there's so much we don't know. James, if I am, I'm so impacted. And thank you, by the way, for the privilege of sharing with me today. This, this is such a blessing to me.
1: So, what age were you at in 1994? You were, I mean, you you were had already probably in your 30s there, weren't you?
0: What's, what's, it's, uh, six and 23 is 29 years ago. So, that's like 30, what, 40? Surely I wasn't that age. I'm seventy-seven now. Yeah, I know I, know I look seventy-six, but I'm seventy-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the gray hair
1: changes you, your feet. You know that that <laughs> was that, that was I consider that you know I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's late in life. I still feel very young. I was that age then. Is there a, is there a moment from your childhood memory you know that 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 God had an influence on your life or did that come that late in life
0: My experience. Um, well,
1: just, well, just your exposure, your, your interest, I guess, in. Yes, was, my father was a pastor a okay. whole
0: lot, yeah. but his, um, his children's church leader when I was four, uh, kept saying she was a Cajun lady from Louisiana, she kept saying, my name is Michael Dean. And she would say, Michael Dean. Michael Dean, Shack God's going to use you, Sha is like a babe, you know, in, in uh, Cajun language. Okay. And uh, she'd say, Sha, God's going to use you. You're going to go all over the world. You're going to preach this gospel. And you know, James, what you keep hearing, you believe. And she was the only one saying those words to me that's my earliest memory of my life is four years old and her saying that and i would follow her around praying for people laying my hands on people that's in our in our church world uh everybody would kneel down and they would go the preacher would go pray for them you know and that's what i did at four years old now i remember that like i remember yesterday
1: that's, that's beautiful. Um, so just to pivot here, and I, and I, I don't want to jump around too much. I'll try to try to not go too fast. Um, just briefly, you know, the, the life-altering diagnosis of, you know, the brain tumor. It's landed on your doorstep. It is ushered um, what I would, would understand to be a profound personal trial for you. Could you discuss how this mountain has reshaped your outlook on life? Shaken oh. or even solidified your faith, and altered maybe the course of your teaching.
0: I was stunned. I've had a lot of problems. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened the last six years. Stopped my traveling. Everything. I've had it. it seemed like everything in the world hit me. Um, triple bypass, five tumors, ear, brain. And you name it. When you mention this, my first thought was watching a video and a doctor said, I want to show you a uh, tumor on your brain. And I sat there in stunned shock because that's that's scary to me. That's scary. And I sat there and I couldn't believe it. I had all all kinds of... I had one day I had... uh, hot strokes on my right face 55 of my counted one day and i was just stunned how could this be happening to me how could this be happening to me this is a you know i'm a man that takes care of myself i'm a man that this could not be happening and i'm sure everybody watching that has had a shock a shock conversation with your doctor And you don't know quite what's going to happen to you. You don't, you don't. Uh, I was taught that God would heal me instantly when I prayed. Matthew seven, seven, ask, seek, and knock. And how do you, how
1: do you reconcile that?
0: I can't, I can't. All I know is that God is good. God is real. And he does whisper to our hearts. I, I know the whispers of, of God, but I've been stunned because I thought, you know, with oil, two people pray. And, uh, you know, Jeremiah 17, Numbers 23, God's not a man that he should lie, which is my favorite scripture in the Bible. I don't understand anything much about God, except I do know my limitation, you know. And uh, I have preacher friends of mine, and they kind of threw it back in your face. If you had faith, you'd get healed instantly, if you had faith. And that has been a shocker for me, because I had the uh, same—there's not a day in their life
1: we don't do something stupid,
0: but it'll be years before we discover what it is, (laughs) if that makes sense.
1: You you held that same belief, and now it looks different.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually thought the only reason you didn't get a miracle is because you didn't have faith. I actually thought that. The fact is, we don't really know why. We don't know why some people are healed. I was very close to Or Roberts, and uh, he had some real strong thoughts and feelings about all that. But it looks to me, it looks to me that we don't hardly know anything about the supernatural God, other than we need more than who we are. We need him. We need somebody. I I wish. Oh, son. Once you realize your limitation, once you realize what you don't know, once you discover who you're not, you have a whole different opinion about the pursuit of the God. I had a two-year period when I had problems over the, over the Bible. Uh, I, I was, I was, I have two major fears in my life. One is the fear of believing a lie. So I studied Hinduism, Buddhism, all those things, because yeah. I really wanted, I want to know truth. James, if there's anything in the world. I, d- I don't want to be deceived.
1: Well, well um, you know, Dr. Murdoch, is, is there is there a little bit of truth sort of tied uh, through a common thread through a lot of these traditions somewhere in there?
0: Say That they get.
1: I guess I, w- I, w- I would be wondering your perspective on there being maybe common, is there a common thread of truth that kind of goes through the various traditions you know, I understand that that you're a when you Christian. say
0: tradition mean uh, different religions,
1: religions or or ways of life. Yeah.
0: Well, you believe did, what? Did you, did you
1: find truth whenever you were any any glimmer of truth in any of the other traditions that you studied?
0: Oh, of course, of course. Okay, uh, they are all based on something they experience. Yeah, every belief is based on an encounter that you had. And uh, and every one of them have certain truths. The, the life changer for me was when I was 26 years old on a plane from Nairobi. And I couldn't understand why my father, who prayed four hours plus a day, the holiest man I ever knew, why he didn't have any money. To me, if you loved God, God would take care of you. That's what I heard. I heard that if you please God, he would give you money because that's in the scripture constantly. Then I realized that day in the... I felt like it was a whisper from the Lord, Jane, that the gospel, which means good news about God, the gospel has two parts, the person of Jesus and the principle that he taught. It was life-changing. There's two different things. The person of Jesus creates your peace, but the laws in the Bible create your prosperity. I couldn't understand why there was evil men who had a lot of money, and there's men who prayed every day that had no money, and that bothered me, and the Lord made that very real to me. The person of Jesus prepares you for eternity, heaven we would call. The principles that Jesus taught prepares us how to live on the earth. Air power. There's laws. There's the law of focus. Yeah, law of focus is like the law of gravity. It
1: doesn't just work. What, for what you focus on grows. Is that that's one of the wisdoms, uh, isn't
0: it? Your focus decides your feeling. Yeah. What you focus on, it's an enemy of creativity. Now, creativity is the search for options. Focus is removing of options. And I found, for me, I found two laws in the Bible, the law of two, two are better than one, the law of agreement, the law of adaptation, and uh, the law of listening, because what you hear determines what you see in your mind, you know? Yeah. There's so much. I'm intrigued. I'm really, really fascinated by teachers and teachers. Decide how you learn, and you always believe the person you trust becomes the God in your life, as you know.
1: You know, we find ourselves in a world that's teetering on the brink, is what it feels like. I try not to watch the news. That's what they want to make you believe. Yes. You know i we're grappling with a lot of immense trials and tribulations, I think worldwide in in society. If given a chance to step back in time, would there be any adjustments to the messages that you've shared, fine-tuning them to more aptly address the pressing issues that besiege us today?
0: Well, I used to be obsessed with news. I traveled all over the world, as you know. 57 years. I own three jets and I listen to anybody and everybody. And I was in, uh, you know, I understand the passion for the world. Oh, by the way, uh, this is not my world. This is God's world. And He's got to take care of it His way, I guess. Um, it's more than the world's more. It's more complicated than I thought. It's it's more complicated than I thought. It uh it's no it's it's uh I do know that your experiences create your belief system what you experience. Yes. And that becomes your world. If I was born Hindu, I'd be Hindu. If I was born Buddhist, I would be Buddhist.
1: Yeah, that's And whoever
0: reference. your mother Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you can understand that, I would say the most important thing, Jesus said that Solomon was the smartest human who had ever walked on the earth, and nobody would ever be smarter than him. And look at all the mistakes he made with women. He just made a thousand mistakes. And so we're going to make mistakes. When I look at the world system, when I think of President Biden, Mr. Putin, the Ukraine scenario, I see it's evil virtuous righteousness. Evil is, uh, an evil person is anyone who resents goodness. And, uh, there's a learning. I was thinking last night, and I asked the Lord, give me the right words today so your listeners would be helped. Number one, the Bible says in Proverbs 1, a wise man will hear. Listening, listening is the first key to improving your your life. Who are you willing to listen to? What makes us listen? Three things. Admiration, when we admire somebody's accomplishment. Pain. Pain is an incredible motivator in life. It decides what you're willing to change in your world. When you, Pain's not an enemy. It's the proof you have one. Yeah. Pain motivates you. Mm -hmm. Pain makes you a listener when nothing else will. And the Mm -hmm. third is your desire. Your desires. What you want to become and what you want to do. Uh, There was a man that changed my life. His name was Paul J. Myers. I was about 19 years old. He had a company called SMI, Success Motivation Institute, in Waco. I sat there for a day and I think I paid $90 and he asked us to write down all of our goals. James in 77 years, he's the only man on earth who ever wanted to know a list of my goals. And he said, write down a list of your goals. What would you like to become? What would you like to do? What would you like to have? There's a teaching in Christianity. That's been very destructive, but it sounds so good. And we all need comfort. So we we believe what we need to have hope, you know. And there's a belief that God's in control of everything, which is one of the most absurd lies on earth.
1: I wanted to ask you
0: about that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, if God was in control, why is there a need to pray? Why involve God if he's already in control? Explain rape if God's in control. Explain Mr. Putin in Ukraine if God's in control. Explain murder if God's in control. Explain theft and bank robbery if God's in control. If God's in control, why we have teachers? Why learn anything if God's in control? You can tell that's one of my pet peeves, catch you? <laughs> no, God's not in control. He's only predestined the outcome of decision. God never predestined my decision-making.
1: Never. So you're saying that we have, we have free will to make those decisions. It is
0: a thousand times. Yes. Isaiah one verse 17. Now I'm going to go by the Bible because it's the most trustworthy thing I have in my world. I don't know about you, but, uh, A lot of the Bible I don't understand, though I've read it a lot. There seems to be some contradictions. But the Bible, what persuaded me about the Bible was that bad men became good when they read it. That persuaded me about the Bible. That when you read the Bible, you become a better person. Drug addicts have been set free reading the Bible. I asked the Lord many years ago, what I could do to help people, what's the best thing that I could do to help people. I bought people cars, houses, I'm doing good, but I asked the Lord, what's the most important thing I could do? And I felt like he whispered to me, nurture a love for the Bible. And if I could persuade people to read the Bible, I would solve every problem in their life,
1: and I think you have persuaded people. You've you published over four hundred books, you know. Yes, I have thirty-three
0: hundred. I've written thirty-three hundred. There, I'm trying to edit the other, but I have four hundred fifty. I've got hundreds or more, but it's just editing. You know, when you you need time. (laughs) Thank you for noticing that. Thank
1: you. So, um, Dr. Murdoch, let's, let's, for an example, let's say that someone stands before you, a soul adrift in the stormy sea of life, because I've been that person many times, you know, in my youth. What would be the beacon of advice beyond what you've said already, which has been so valuable? What is the first lifeline that you would throw their way to guide them towards finding their own true north?
0: Whisper, whisper to God, I need you. God reacts to a reacher. Humility. Humility is the golden key to change. To be able to recognize you have a need. Arrogance is a devastating uh, evolvement. I don't need anybody. I can make it by myself. What really helped me, James, was uh, in fact, a couple of morning, I'm sitting in a chair right now that I sit in every morning for three hours, and I read the Bible here, and I pray, and I talk to God every morning, three hours, right here in this chair. I call it my Jesus place. And I call my time with him my Jesus hour. First, when you're in trouble, don't deny it. Don't just try to be positive, but whisper, reach for God. God reacts to pursuit. One of my favorite scriptures is Matthew 7, 7. Ah, it'll be given you. Seek. Now the trick is it won't be given to you instantly. <laughs> that's the, that's the trick. Uh, seek. Seek what? Seek God. And when God sends you help, by the way, It's not always through your conscience and your mind. God sends you help through a person. I have a little saying, when you ask for God, he shows up in people clothes. He shows up in people clothes. And this is one of the most fascinating things. Somebody has the answer to the improvement in your life, and God's going to send them to you. Can you accept help from imperfect people? You better or you won't make it. You better or you won't make it. I would say the first thing when you're in trouble, anybody, I had a friend who was messed up. I had four of my preacher friends used to come spend months with me. They all had cocaine problem. I couldn't grasp that. Why, you had why would preacher you ever...
1: friends that had cocaine. Preacher oh. friends,
0: four of them. Four, not at the same time, but four of them. Yeah. And they were good people. They were soul winners. They loved people. One was the best preacher you'd ever hear in your life. He called me one night, and he says, Michael, I've just overdosed. He was in a hotel, and I'd closed the service quick, chartered a plane to come rescue him kind of thing. You know, He was as good as go. Everybody's got different kinds of problems. In the words of Oral Roberts, he said, everybody needs healing somewhere. Everybody needs healing somewhere. And I would say the first thing when you're in trouble is whisper a prayer like this. Heavenly Father, I need help. I'm so sorry for the mistakes I have made. Please send somebody To encourage me and show me the right path. The moment you reach, you obligate the goodness of God. You obligate the goodness of God. God reacts to a reacher. Reaching is the proof of humility. When you reach, you obligate God to come and enter your world. Just reach. And he answers everything through word. That's why I'm so fascinated with your life, James. I Nobody, I hadn't heard anyone probably better on uh, knowing how to communicate. It's a genius in you. It's astounding. And don't ever play that down. It's something that only God could give you. But God loved words so much. And the secret of life is words. It's through words you find help. It's through words you unlock hope. It's through words that you build your faith. God loved words so much. He said, Call me the Word. That's what He said. Call me the Word. Words create seasons in your life. Write words. Write words. Words decide your desires. Words decide your desires. Words decide your goals and your dream. The right words. The words, words you say decide. and the
1: words that you, you speak to
0: yourself, you know, both, on the, both yeah. the words inside you. I had some time with Muhammad Ali one time. I really, he was my idol when I was 18 and he used to say things to uh, intimidate his. I don't know if you followed him much because I love boxing and the martial arts. I love that. And, uh, He used to say, you'll hit the floor in round four. And he said things to intimidate all of his, uh, you know, all of his uh, opponents. But I would say this learn, learn what to ask for. Learn to listen. Learn who to admire. I've got a book called The Difference in Men. There's 42. The difference in men is the voice they trust. Whoever you trust decides your decisions, and your decisions decide who trusts
1: you. Dr. Murdoch, um, you know people struggle with with religion, with church, uh, particularly younger generation, eighteen to. To forty what would you say to to people who try to navigate you know the misrepresentations that swirl around you know a vocation like being a preacher or or finding a path to God you know how 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 can how can people make sense of it all maybe they have misconceptions from their childhood of how they were raised and how it was presented to them how does someone find God despite the blocks they made. I'll go find the God you believe in. Go find the God you believe in. One day I was, uh,
0: <laughs> I was smart enough to God. And, uh, I had gone through an itching from three o'clock in the morning to seven, four hours every morning. I was suicidal. And for about five hours a day, I wanted to take my life. And, uh, I was very upset with God I was sitting on the edge of my, by uh, God listen to you he even listens to the devil uh, you know God will listen to anybody um, God wants com- com- conversation if there's any one thing about the God that created all of them even, even the animals have sounds God's crazy about conversation he's crazy about it that's why he said call me the word but I was sitting there and I was crying and I was, I said, God, you're not the God I thought you were. This is about three years ago. I said, God, you're not the God I thought you were. I hope I had been deceived about you. I said, Lord, I'm a far better father than you would. I would never let my son go through this pain I'm going through. And I said that to God. I'm very direct with God. And, uh, he's very, very gentle with me. And, uh. I was upset. I was itchy, and I couldn't stop it. I didn't know it was the uh, wrong. I uh, found out 30 days later, the nurse had written down the wrong prescription. My body was reacting to the medicine. God doesn't break his own laws. You can pray and fast 21 days to see if you can jump through the air, but, but he still works. He works with his own laws. He works with his own laws. I think that's mine. So I was griping. I was yelling out to God and I says, I, I, I'm, I, I would never let my son go through this. And in a few minutes, there was a whisper in me, James, and I felt a little whisper from the Lord. And he says, where, where do you see me at work in your life? Whoa, whoa. Where do you see me at work in your life? I thought for a moment, I said, well, you, you put some very good people. I have a a staff, a team, it's not all of them, but I've got Most of them are extremely good people. And I said, well, my, my, you put good people around. He said, why don't you, why don't you praise me by the way? This is not the place to do it. But if you ever master continuous praise, I do it alphabetically. I praise you for my assignment. I praise you for the gift of access. Then I go to the B. I praise you for the blood you shed on the cross. Then I go to C. Thank you for the crown of thorn. Thank you. I use the alphabet to praise God continuously. If you master, if you master, Praise. You instantly activate a favor with God that's absolutely indescribable. But I would say this to those. Reach. Do we understand Him? My Lord, He's God. I didn't even understand my dogs outside. How could I understand the God of the, the God of the universe? I can't even understand Spanish. I'm, I'm so limited. I spent eight hours one day, and the only thing I knew at the end was C. S. I. C. That day, eight, eight hours of Spanish teaching. I'm, I'm so limited. The first thing men need to do is to recognize that the God that created them is not like us. He's not like us. We're very limited. I believe in self-confidence, but but once you understand how limited you are, you'll pursue God. Uh, if, if you don't like, at this tribe methods, you don't like Methodist, try Catholic. You don't like Catholic, try Hindus, but in, all of it is a pursuit of the God who created it. The Bible is the foundation. of truth,
1: And, uh, you're going to battle that sometimes. I I've don't blame. T- I've got just Go- two questions for you, dog. Um, <laughs> just have one final question but I have one to speak on what you were just saying um about finding God switching denominations or whatever can can someone that really struggles with Christianity find God oh that's
0: the way to find him to
1: really oh, well wow.
0: okay.
1: that's the way to find
0: him you want truth okay there's atheists that that they're not bad people they just struggle with answers. I know that place. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong if you're looking for truth, if you're looking for truth. Now, if you're looking for justification of your masturbation and your marriage five times, that's another thing. But if there's something inside of you that has a passion for truth,
1: you'll find it. You will find God if you're in pursuit of him. So, and finally, um, I would, I want to ask about if you could shed a light on the mark that you wish to etch upon the world, what central tenet that you've taught that, um, that you're yearning to show into the hearts of those that admire your work and what subsequent generations who will tread the path behind you.
0: Reaching reach for truth. Reach for truth. Don't be afraid of the truth. The truth has some edgy parts to it. But don't be afraid to listen to successful people. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Probably uh, three things, Brother James. Number one is read the Bible. As you read the Bible, you will change. Which chapters? Psalms and Proverbs, Psalms and Proverbs, and the book of St. John. Those three books of the Bible. There are 66 books in the Bible. <clears throat> Be willing to listen. Be willing to listen. 1 5, Solomon. A wise man will hear. A wise man will hear. Psalms 2, the Lord giveth wisdom. Probably the one thing about Three or four things. Number one is the Holy Spirit is around. He created you. And talk to the Holy Spirit. Number two is read the Bible. Number three, whisper prayer to God. I want to note he will respond to that. And uh, the Ten Commandments are about one word, James, one word honor your whole life depends on the voice you are. David had two sons that were memorable, Solomon and Absalom. Absalom listened to and hated his father. Solomon loved his father. Your entire life depend on the voice you choose to honor. If you fail, It'll be because of who you refuse to honor. If you succeed, it'll be because of the voice you honor. The first four commandments deal with honoring God. The last six deal with honoring people. Tell me who you honor, and I can predict the pain or the victories in your
1: future. Dr. Murdoch, I I really, really appreciate you taking the time um, to, to share just I mean just so much value this has been probably my favorite interview um, I really really appreciate it um, if there's ever anything I can do for you um, please let me know I'm gonna put your links down below if you want to check out dr Murdoch's books you can you can check on those links and he's got lots of books some of them are free and he's just got lots and lots of content online he's always putting out content I urge you to check them out thank you doc what a joy thank you